by the time you're 30 years old, every single human being on the planet has had some form of trauma, right? Whether it's a big T or a series of little T's, these things take a toll on our health, on our relationships, and on the ways that we think and see the world. And when we don't know how to recognize trauma within ourselves or how to deal with and find the right solutions to these trauma-based patterns, then we end up repeating it over and over, which can cause a lot of guilt and shame for ourselves and damage in our lives. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you the three signs of hidden trauma and six ways that you can begin the healing process today. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to Wiseish. On this show, we combine modern neuroscience with ancient wisdom so you can master your emotions, heal your relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita. I'm a Harvard-trained physician and a double board certified psychiatrist. And my passion is to teach you the tools that help me create the life of my dreams. Let's get started. So trauma can happen in many, many different ways. I myself was a product of a traumatic childhood. My mother um, died by suicide when I was about 18 years old. And my father was a very, very strict uh, parent who used physical discipline as a way of imparting his sense of right and wrong. Now, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of love as well in my childhood, but there was also a lot of chaos and a lot of inability to deal with emotions and to have conversations that were healing because my parents didn't know how to do that. And so they didn't pass it on to us as well. And so I had to learn from scratch much later in life when I noticed that I was repeating the same patterns that my parents had. For a long time in my relationships, I would project my sense of my fear of being abandoned onto my relationships. And it would result in long, prolonged arguments and conversations and lots and lots of pain for everybody involved. If I had learned how trauma was showing up in hidden ways within myself, because at that time, I thought that I was okay. I thought I'd gotten past all that. I had gotten out. I was doing well in my life from the outside. It looked like I was for the most part cured. And yet these hidden ways were showing up in, in pretty damaging patterns in my relationships. So there are three ways hidden ways that trauma might be showing up for you as well. And those three are mind, body, and behavior. Okay, those are the three buckets that I want you to look at to determine is trauma showing up in one of these buckets for you. In terms of the mind bucket, you want to look for things like intrusive memories, my father, for example, had a very, very traumatic childhood. And I still remember that he would repeat the same stories over and over about certain people and certain events. For example, 
there was a grandfather that the, this grandfather was not a direct, he was not my dad's dad or my mom's dad. He was a um, peripheral grandfather, if you will. Okay. We called him grandfather, but he was not directly uh, my parents' parents. However, he was related to us and he was a big influential person in that he had a lot of financial clout when my dad was a young man. And my dad would repeat over and over. I, I can't tell you how many times I heard the story of how this man, this extended grandfather of ours treated him at a bus stop when my dad was a, in his early 20s. I feel like I was there because I'd heard that story so many times. Even though there were many, many instances later when that same grandfather was kind to us, helped us out, my father would always return to that one incident because it left such a painful, indelible scar in his psyche that he never learned how to release or process. And it colored his entire outlook on how he saw other people, especially older, powerful men in his life. So intrusive memories are a sign in that your mind is having some traumas that is having trouble releasing. Another one is negative beliefs about yourself or the world. So if you have a tendency or if somebody in your life has a tendency to say blanket statements like people are not trustworthy or people will steal if you give them a chance or I'm just lazy and I can't be trusted to do the work. I have to force myself, right? These sort of blanket statements often are negative beliefs about ourselves and the world and they come from way back when we were young enough to be impressionable and an event turned into a universal belief in our mind. So look out for those. Another one is a feeling of a shortened future or a dimmed future. So you don't really believe that you have much to look forward to in your future. It also has us tolerating a lot of shit in our present that we shouldn't tolerate, right? We tolerate it because we don't really see anything better for ourselves in our future anyway. So if you tend to think or say, or you know someone who tends to think or say things like, what's the point? I probably won't be alive beyond 40 anyway, or things are, this is the best it can be. You know, even if I try to be with somebody else, they'll probably be the same and they'll probably treat me the same, right? That sort of shortened future or a dimmed future possibility is often a sign of hidden trauma in your mind. Another one is numbness or shame. These are two big emotions that trauma elicits and it stays in our tissues. When you were traumatized, right? Again, big T or small T. In that moment, we often take in feelings of shame or a necessity to numb ourselves to survive that moment or that period in time. And then we then take that shame or that numbness that happened in that moment 
and it becomes a universal way in which we see ourselves. Okay. So if you notice that you tend to feel emotionally numb, you just don't have that many feelings in general, whether positive or negative, maybe the only way you feel negative things is anger. But other than that, you're like, well, no, I'm fine. I don't feel anything. Right. That's actually not a good thing. When you don't feel positive or negative things, that is called emotional numbing as often a sign of hidden trauma in your tissues. Another one in your mind is chronic fears of losing something, whether it's losing your health or losing people in your life or losing money and status, right? Again, going back to my dad, he had a deep-seated fear of losing money and status. He was so afraid, even though he became very wealthy, he was chronically afraid of being disrespected and losing some sort of status or power because that was what in his mind caused him to be treated in a way that hurt him when he was young. And so instead of seeing it as a function of the adults in his life who didn't know how to be better when he was younger, he took it as uh, it was my fault because I wasn't powerful enough or wealthy enough or, you know, had enough of a status because I wasn't good enough. People treated me that way. And so I always have to watch out and maintain that status and that power and that wealth, right? The sad thing here is there is nothing that will ever be enough because it's coming from a deep-seated fear, you might have more than most people would in their lifetimes, you might be making in a month and still that fear will haunt you, okay? So these are things to look for in your mind. In your body, often it is difficulty with sleep, dreams that come up repetitively for many, many years, many, almost, I would say a couple of decades after my mother committed suicide, I had a recurrent dream of, I won't get into the details, kind of gory, but a gory dream of finding her body in one particular place over and over. This dream would haunt me to the point that I was scared to fall asleep. Since I've done my own work in healing myself, I have not had that dream come up in the past 10 years. But it was a dream that I just could not get rid of and would really scare me even well into my early 30s, right? It was terrifying. So sleep disturbances, intrusive nightmares and dreams that disturb you, Difficulty concentrating, right, where your mind keeps pulling you and you need to distract yourself constantly because being with your feelings is scary for you because it pulls you into memories and thoughts and feelings that you don't want to feel and you don't know how to be with or process, right? And another one in your body is a feeling of always being on guard, being tense in your body, watching your back, being easily startled, right? Having a 
startle response that is always ever present. That's another sign in your body that you have hidden trauma. And finally, in your behavior or relationships. This is one that I, again, suffered with for a long time and often would project and think it was about the other person. It's only after several relationships and seeing the same pattern coming up that I started thinking, huh, maybe it's something, I'm the common denominator, maybe it's coming from in here. So in terms of relationships and behavior, it may be detachment, right? Either clinging, clingy, or trying to step away and run away the minute something comes up that is uncomfortable in relationships. So you may go on, you know, one side of the pendulum or the other, getting too clingy or getting too detached. It may be difficulty connecting with other people. I was working with a client recently who said, you know, I used to have a lot of friends when I was in med school. And now I'm an attending, I'm in my 40s, and I'm really having trouble connecting with friendships. I just don't have deep friendships. And it's hard for me to even pick up the phone and call people, and I don't know why, right? Another one is self-destructive behavior. Cutting, alcohol, acting out, being impulsive, right? All of these are self-destructive behaviors that we put ourselves through because of our inherent feelings of unworthiness or shame and needing to feel the high that comes from danger because we actually otherwise feel so emotionally numb that we'd rather feel something that comes from either cutting or doing something that gives us the high of danger right? So those are the three buckets that I want you to examine to see if you have hidden trauma. Things in your mind, in your body, and in your behavior or relationships. Now, once you've identified it, how do you begin to heal it, right? I love this quote from Swiss-born uh, British philosopher and essayist Elaine de Botton. He said, Dread and anxiety about our place in the world. That's how he defines or um, sees the, the presence of trauma. He sees it as dread and anxiety about our place in the world. And I really, really can identify with that because that's how I felt. I used to define it as feeling like I was inside of a bubble. It was an aseptic bubble and I was functional, but I couldn't feel the joy that the outside was, was feeling outside of my bubble. Inside the bubble, things were numb, even though I was functioning, right? So there are six ways that I'm going to give you today that you can begin. Just take one or two of them and try it out today. You can start your healing work. First one is learning to connect with our bodies. Oftentimes when we've been through trauma, we survived it by disconnecting from our bodies. And that becomes a pervasive sort of self-sabotaging behavior that doesn't help us in our later years. So we want to learn how to reconnect with our bodies. And you can begin to gently do that by just breath work 
or yoga or somatic experiencing. You can look that up on YouTube or online. I will do a podcast about it later, but somatic experiencing is a therapeutic way of reconnecting with our bodies. There's a, a famous quote in psychiatry that our issues are in our tissues, right? It's not just that we think about it, it's that it is in our very nervous system and we need to also have a body approach to healing our traumas. So that's one, do some breath work today. Do some stretching or light yoga. Look up somatic experiencing, right? Second is creating psychological safe spaces where you can be yourself and you can express your emotions and be held in safety. Sometimes a good friend can do that for you. Sometimes your partner can do that for you. Sometimes you'd have to find a coach or a therapist to do that for you. But whatever you, wherever you find that, you have to find a psychological safe space. Because when we are feeling on edge and sympathetically aroused, we actually cannot begin the healing process. We first have to set our bodies in a psychological safe space to even begin exploring. So that's really important to learn to find such safe spaces for you. The third is radical self-care. I say radical because again, many of us survive trauma by ignoring ourselves, by suppressing ourselves. And that's the only way we were able to get past it. And now we don't even know what makes us feel good. We don't know how to take care of ourselves, right? And this shows up as exhaustion and always putting other people in front of us and working till we drop, right? So we have to learn radical self-care. It will feel radical. It might even feel selfish in the beginning. Keep doing it. Keep doing it in small drops because when you can take good care of yourself and notice when you're needing something and to give that to yourself, when you know how to do that, you can actually have confidence that you can go deeper in your healing, right? When we're not sure we can tolerate emotions, we won't even try to heal because part of healing is being able to sit with our emotions. So the first thing is to do that on a surface layer by doing radical self-care. The fourth way is learning some sort of framework to process your thoughts and feelings. The way we teach that is called Emotional Freedom Framework, which is a framework that I created to help people understand and pull back and see how our mind tends to think and behave. When you have a framework for that, then you know what's happening when you're thinking something or feeling something. You know which part of the framework is being affected and you know how to readjust it. When we don't know any framework, it's like being dropped in the middle of a maze and you don't even know that it's a maze and it makes you feel insane, right? If you can pull back and you were given a map that said you are actually in a maze and this is where you are and this is what the maze looks like, it becomes a snap to be able to find yourself way out. 
If you want to learn the emotional freedom formula, come and join us in Mastery. That's our monthly membership program where we help you apply these tools so you can become the master of your own fate, right? The link to all the details about the program is in the show notes. Come and join us. So that is the fourth way is learning a framework so you have a map so you're not perpetually lost and feeling like you're losing your mind. Number five is to learn to do inner child work. There is a part of you that is still stuck in the old trauma. And when you have anything that triggers that trauma in the present, you will go back to that age and act as if you were that age again, even though physically you are nowhere in that situation and you are much older now, you will act as if you were still that nine-year-old or that 15-year-old or that 22-year-old, right? So you have to learn how to reconnect with that younger part of you and help that younger part of you feel safe. That is called inner child work. I would not suggest jumping directly into inner child work. First, I would start with body and psychological safe space and learning a framework so that you have some tools to then go and give to your inner child. Otherwise, you're going to go to your inner child and identify and just get more worked up, right? Which is not helpful for you or for your inner child. So you need to have some tools that you can take back to your inner child. And that's the first few things that I mentioned here. The final tool is in doing work that helps you see possibility in your future. It's called future self-work. And that is one of the three pillars that we teach inside mastery, right? It's very important to feel hopeful about your future because otherwise you won't care about your present, right? One of the things about trauma is that we fear that the same thing that happened in the past will happen in our future. That's why we're always on guard. That's why we're always, you know, seeing disrespect or um, we think that somebody's abandoning us. If that was our trauma, we will see it everywhere because we fear that it's going to happen again in our future. Because we fear that and we believe that it will and that we deserve it, we end up recreating it, which is really, really sad. The thing that we most fear is the thing that we end up recreating in our lives. So it's very important to create a tangible future that is vivid and that has more possibility and more joy. Because if you believe that such a future exists for you, then you will actually change and heal in the present because you have hope that if you do, your future can be that vision that you have for yourself, right? Part of that future is learning to make meaning out of the thing that happened to you in the past. Again, whether it's a small T, a series of small T's or a big T. Making new meaning out of that is how one of the ways that we can create a better future, 
right? Viktor Frankl, one of my favorite, favorite psychiatrists who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, said that despair is suffering without meaning. We all have suffering in one form or another, but when we don't have new meaning, then we actually collapse into despair. So creating new meaning that has you look forward to your future will help you heal in the present. So those are the six ways that you can begin the healing process right here, right now. So let's recap. The three ways that hidden trauma shows up is either in our minds, in our bodies, or in our behavior and relationships. When we don't recognize that it's coming from trauma, we will apply the wrong solution to it, and that perpetuates and maintains these hurtful and damaging patterns in our lives. The six ways that you can begin to heal today, right here, right now, one is body work, right? Yoga, breathing, somatic experiencing, Feldenkriya, look that up. Feldenkriya is a beautiful way to begin body work. Second is creating psychological safe spaces for yourself. Third is radical self-care. Fourth is learning a framework that gives you a map like our emotional freedom framework. If you'd like to apply all of these tools, come and join us in Mastery. That's what we do. That's what we're good at. We will help you heal and evolve and grow so you can become the master of your fate, right? That is the emotional freedom framework. Learn a framework that will help you pull back and see the, the map so you can get out of the maze. Number five, inner child work. And number six, future self-work. So you can give new meaning, which allows you to heal in the present. I hope that was helpful. Listen, Mastery is open for enrollment right now. We only open twice a year. It's open right now for the next couple of weeks. And then we close, we close shop for at least six months. So if you want to learn how to apply these tools and become the master of your faith and the captain of your soul and create the relationships and the legacy that you want to leave behind that is hopefully better than the one that you and I inherited, then come and join us in Mastery. The link to join is in the show notes. You can learn all about it and get all the details and enroll if it feels right to you. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you're leaving with some great takeaways and maybe even some breakthroughs. If you're ready to master these tools and apply them to your life, come join us in Mastery. It's our monthly membership program where we help you customize these tools to your life. Plus, we coach you and support you along the way. You can get all the details at bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's one word, no space, masters of fate. bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there.